Here we go! Welcome to the Nintendo Power Zone. We are a video cast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best Nintendo-related topics. As always, I'm your host, Nice One, and joining me today is my co-host, Blues. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A lot of cool stuff just went down in my life as well as in Nintendo World, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, guys, so it's been one year since the Nintendo Switch launched, and we all expected some crazy news on March 3rd, and we got nothing and it felt like Nintendo trolled us. It was like, wow, we didn't get any major news, you know, one year later. But it's all good. It's all good. Nintendo hit us up with a brand new drive-by tweet yesterday, uh, March 7th. And they basically said, hey, tomorrow, March 8th, we're going to have a Nintendo Direct that's going to focus on the 3DS and the Nintendo Switch. And drive-by tweets have seemed to become Nintendo's, like, favorite way to deliver like information to us. And it kind of irks me because I remember the days when you would know about a Nintendo Direct at least a week in advance. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's just like, hey, we're just gonna drop the bomb on you and you know, you better be ready because it's coming. And mm-hmm. this was an awesome uh, Nintendo Direct. It was huge as well. Like I couldn't really, I wasn't really expecting the Direct when they dropped it. I knew there was probably gonna be one uh, in the near future, but. I couldn't fathom like what they were going to bring to the table this time around, and I'm not disappointed. So, yeah, man, uh, lots of awesome news from the director. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. We got to talk about some uh, some house cleaning stuff first. Uh, so, first and foremost, the Nintendo Power Zone. We have decided that a change needs to be made. Um, this this one is. Something that we've been mulling around for, you know, quite a bit. I, at least I have personally. It's something that's been, you know, in my mind uh, since around the one-year mark of the show. Um, and we're going to make a change that I'm really excited to announce. We're moving into a bi-weekly format. Um, what that means is you're going to get two episodes a month, so every two weeks, uh, roughly. couple reasons for this. Reason one being... Uh, Essentially, it is <laughs> it is really hard to do a three-plus-hour show. I mean, if I'm being 100% honest, it's not something I think anybody wants to do. And I know it's really hard to uh, digest it as a product, to listen to a three, you know, four-hour show almost. I know you guys listen to the show when you're driving in your cars, on, on your way to work, on your way to school. You know, maybe you have a job that allows you to, you know, listen to this kind of stuff uh, in your free time. Either way, I know it's not an easily digestible show. Therefore, what I decided to do, you know, after some discussing, you know, with the team is that we should move into this bi-weekly format. And I ultimately think it's going to be a better product. The main goal is that by doing a bi-weekly show is that we have shorter episodes, anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour and a half. when Mario, when Mario After Party and I were doing the Pokemon Corner in conjunction with the Nintendo Power Zone uh, a couple years back, we had shorter episodes because we were talking about more stuff more frequently. So ultimately, that is the goal that we're trying to achieve by moving to this bi-weekly format. Blues, do you have any thoughts on this change? Um, like you've pretty much covered already, it's I think it's a great move. Um, I think it's a good direction because with bi-weekly formats, you know, we have the 
the shorter episode times which are going to be great it's easier for us to work on not just str three straight hours of content it's easier for people to listen and they're keeping to work or school you know it's not easy to listen to three hours in the car of just us maybe like 45 minutes yeah i can do that um in terms of the relevancy and the like how current we are in our news there'll be times where you know shows will happen and nintendo just drops a bomb the next day it's like we have to wait a whole month to cover it unless we're doing a little update video on something smaller and that doesn't always get to happen so then we spend the next month talking about month old news um that everyone should already know at that point and that can be kind of frustrating as a as a host as well as a viewer i'd imagine that like we are talking about old things we're talking about things that happened a while ago and i don't think anyone wants to deal with that as much so this should help with that as well as we're going to have more episodes coming to you more frequently every two weeks so it'll be an episode give or take um and that will be good for people who want to keep up with the show more frequently who want you know you know i want like to listen to two episodes a month not just the one three hour episode you know and that'll be good for i think everyone at this point it's much more manageable yeah. I 100% agree. That's pretty much the biggest reason I, I would say besides the time is the fact relevancy. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, we used to absorb our information on a monthly basis uh, because we didn't have the internet. Uh, I'm not that old, but you know I'm old enough to have remembered a time without internet. So I got all my information from video game magazines, uh, mm -hmm. which came out on a monthly basis. But with the way that we absorb and process information with social media, YouTube, you know, all these things, we don't exist in a world where, you know, we can continue to keep, you know, to talk about, you know, month old news. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think it'll help us as far as relevancy. Uh, and I just ultimately think it's a better decision. And you're right, more episodes on a more consistent basis. Uh, that is something that we're striving to do. So hopefully this is the right move at the right time. Um, a little bit of other housekeeping news is that uh, just this uh, yesterday, uh, Blues uploaded a video of an interview that he had posted with the curator of the National Video Game Museum in Frisco, Texas. Blues, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So um, I went to Dallas this past week just to see, see the city, but I took a like a day to go to Frisco. And while I was there, they had a Frisco Discovery Center. And inside the Discovery Center was the National Video Game Museum. Um, it was very cool, um, very awesome to see. Um, it was very interactive. They had a lot of like interactive kiosks, arcade stuff, um, and a lot of collectibles that you wouldn't even see there. A lot of the game consoles, a lot of the obscure ones, the common ones, the big ones, factoids about like um you know its history like how the arcades crashed and nintendo saved it the rise of pc gaming you know and that was super cool to see like a lot of things that you wouldn't really see that sec separate sections like um portables and it was really cool it was fun to look at they had a lot of nice murals and uh just art around on top of like the collectibles and the consoles that were put into nice neat little exhibits um, but then the the curator of the museum, as has already been mentioned, had, was super nice. He was super cool. He let me do an interview with him, about, you know, like the museum and what it's like to curate it. Um, him as a gamer, etc. And it was super cool. Um, that is posted here on the Nintendo Power Zones YouTube channel. Um, it was a lot of fun to do, as well as we're going to be posting a um, just sort of quick look, um, sort of video tour of the highlights of the museum. Uh, I guess because I took, got a lot of video footage while I was there. And I think that's going to be super cool as well once that when you guys get to see that. Oh, most definitely. And I'm going to have that video posted up by tomorrow. Uh, the reason it's not going to be up today is 
one, I'm going to let that, you know, I want that interview to stand on its own first mm-hmm. and foremost. Sure. And two, because we're doing this live show right now, you know, so it's going to be an overload of information. Uh, so yeah. that video will a be up tomorrow. The week. Exactly. Uh, on, you know, what's really good about that is that it makes the perfect companion piece to the interview itself. Mm-hmm. So once you've listened to the interview, I implore you to check out the actual uh, tour video that he did because it it really is fantastic. Everything came out phenomenal. The footage looks great. The museum is gorgeous. And uh, I'm going to have to plan a vacation of, of my own and uh, make a stop in Frisco because really impressed with the way that museum uh, looked. I could feel like the atmosphere from the video. That was that mm-hmm. was so so cool in my opinion i appreciated that and uh appreciate you doing that while you're on vacation because yeah that i mean we basically had you on assignment <laughs> essentially yeah all right but guys uh last piece of housekeeping news is that the unboxing videos have returned the first one went up yesterday uh so i know we haven't done an unboxing video so far this year and that's because we've been making major changes to the channel as a whole obviously we did wild odyssey our first ever scripted series um on top of that you know we discussing the move to bi-weekly you know a little bit of debate as to whether or not we should or should not but we've, we've made the choice um the content will be back to you know normal you're gonna see more unboxing videos you're gonna see more scripted videos and you're going to have a bi-weekly podcast. So big changes here. And mm-hmm. that's why our 2018 started off slow, but we're going to start picking up steam as of right now. And so without further ado, we might as well just get into the thing that everybody wants us to talk about. And that's the Nintendo Direct. So huge Direct today. It was 30 minutes, twice the length of the uh, Direct Mini that we had back in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, they touched on a couple of things from that first Direct. Yes. Uh, you know, very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like more details part, on certain things. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they were really focused on giving us new information. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was a, a Direct that focused on the 3DS and the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. I have to give Nintendo props for really supporting the 3DS in what is probably its last you know year in its life cycle. Uh, so the four major titles I want to touch on are WarioWare Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so huge fan of the WarioWare series. I mm-hmm. thought we were going to not see one on the 3DS. Now, ultimately, what this looks like is a collection of all the WarioWare games. Uh, yeah. But that's not a big deal. Those WarioWare games are really good, and Nintendo does some clever localization for those games. So I'm actually pretty excited to uh, to see that game come to fruition because, like you know, like I said, the WarioWare games. They're fun. They're frenetic mm-hmm. games, and uh, they're challenging. They they are challenging. You can have a lot of fun with the WarioWare games. Any thoughts on WarioWare Gold? I wish how it would have played out was if we got a 3DS WarioWare, it would be WarioWare DIY 2. And then we get what essentially would be WarioWare Gold, like a collection of them plus new games on the Switch, is how I was hoping it would go down. Because I loved WarioWare DIY, but I don't think the Switch is a good console for a game like WarioWare DIY. I think it's just not, it's too, you need the touchscreen and the stylus to make like the graphics work on that, etc. And I think we'll never see another DIY, um, unfortunately, if unless we get another 3DS something that overtakes the Switch one day. Um, but well, I'm like very about- excited for it nonetheless. I don't think I'll pick it up because um, I know that 
way back when the Switch was like first announced, we got like all the list of titles in that like picture. There's a WarioWare 7, I believe, image there. So we're going to get a WarioWare on the Switch eventually. And so I'm going to hold off on that and just wait for that is my thinking right now, though. Yeah. No, I mean, it is cool that, you know, we're getting a Wario game, a uh, mm-hmm. WarioWare game. Uh, so the official description is that this is going to have over, it's going to have over 300 micro games. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be new, but for the most part, it's a compilation game. So, yes. I mean, temper your expectations because these are games we've played before. But at the same time, I mean, there is a lot of new content coming. Yes. Plus, I feel like part of the beauty of the WarioWare micro games is that there's so micro games that you could always go back and have a good time with them. Exactly, exactly. I 100% agree with that. So the next major 3DS title that we're getting is one I wasn't expecting, and it really, no. upon seeing it, I got really excited. I mean, you can check out my mm-hmm. live reaction. At first, I was underwhelmed. I'll start by that. The game that, the, you know, the game that they did show, it had me a little underwhelmed. Uh, ultimately because I went into it mistaken. So the game they showed off was Luigi's Mansion. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, what is this? We already have Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Is this like DLC for that game? That's what I thought originally. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, I mean, it's cool that Luigi's Mansion is getting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Dark Moon is getting DLC, but that's kind of a bummer. And then when they announced that it was the original Luigi's Mansion that appeared on the GameCube, Right then and there, I had a freak out moment. I was like, oh my God, because that's one of my favorite GameCube games. It's actually one of my favorite games of all time. And I love those Luigi's Mansion games. So to get a chance to play Luigi's Mansion, the original, on the go, I'm really excited about that. Any thoughts? I I would also have to agree with um the underwhelm at the at the beginning, but it wasn't quite like a disappointment. It's just kind of a confusion underwhelm. I didn't think it was DLC. It, for like the first like five seconds, I thought it was like a new Luigi's Mansion title, like a th- like a third installment. So there it has been rumored for a while to be a third installment. Um, but ever since it's gonna be for the Switch, I'm like this doesn't look quite right for a new entry, and it doesn't it's on the 3DS, which I'm like, eh. So then I realized, oh, it's the first one. And I had never played the first one, except for like a little bit. I was a very scared, scaredy person. Um, and so I was. T- this is one of the games I was just terrified to play. I didn't like scary things as a kid. Um, so I never really played the original Legion's Mansion. Um, but I did play Dark Moon um, on 3DS, and I did like it. I did hear some people said, like, well, the original's better. And like, I-, I loved Dark Moon, though, so I can't complain. So I'm excited to see this um, come around. Um, but it- I feel like it has a weird spot in terms of where we are with what has been coming to the Switch and to the 3DS recently, in that it's a port of an older game. And we'll talk, we'll see a bunch of these in the Direct later. Um, so, and, you know, WarioWare even is an older game because it's a compilation game. Um, so I'm not sure how I feel like, I guess the underwhelming isn't as much the, the Illusion's Mansion itself, so I'm really excited for that, but the fact that it's not much new sequels or new IPs and we're just getting ports, which are fine, but it is kind of like, okay, new stuff though. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I I was a little underwhelmed only because I thought it was DLC, but I, I, I can't, I guess it goes without saying that it is surprising that 
it's a port for the 3DS and mm-hmm. not for the Nintendo Switch itself. I know a lot of people have been clamoring for virtual console, mm-hmm. uh, especially GameCube virtual console titles on the Nintendo Switch. And mm-hmm. this is one of those, I mean, depending on how you take this information, you could either see this as a good thing for 3DS owners or a slap in the face to Switch owners. Ultimately, I think this is a good thing. Like I love mm-hmm. my 3DS still, and I do not mind picking my 3DS back up to play this game. So ultimately, I ultimately think this is a good move. But uh, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to hit us up and let us know what you think about it because uh, we're going to try to keep things rolling. So the next uh, game on the list, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr. Story. Uh, just like uh, Mario and Luigi's Superstar Saga plus Minions uh, came out in 2017, we are getting the sequel game, Mario & Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, uh, which is probably the best game in that uh, franchise, at least in my opinion. I thought that was the most clever of the Mario & Luigi games. So really excited to see that. Uh, Hopefully the Bowser Jr. story is a little bit more in-depth than the uh, Plus Minions. I thought that was extraordinarily underwhelming in the first uh, in the first day in the first remake title, but Hopefully, this one is a little bit more meaty. Uh, like I said, man, I loved that uh, that main story, though, for Bowser's Inside Story. Uh, it's they, They're just, the puzzles are so clever. The fact that you have direct control over, you know, Bowser is something that really interested me. I actually think the Bowser sections play better than the Mario and Luigi sections. I just thought that was a great game. Uh, any thoughts on Bowser's uh, Inside Story remake? Um, I, I'm upset that it's not Partners in Time. I, I feel like it's too soon for Bowser's Inside Story. Um, if we, cause Partners in Time was a game that I feel like was missed by a lot of people who were probably big fans of the Mario Luigi series. Cause it was so early in the DS life cycle. Like a lot of the earlier, earlier DS games, you know, a lot of people missed out on, um, but it was a great game. Um, and I feel like that's the game that should have been, you know, remade, I guess, because that's the one most people missed out on. Um, it was equally as good as Bowser's Inside Story, in my opinion. But it skipped over it entirely, and it's even so close to the release of Superstar Saga plus Minions. We, we just got Superstar Saga plus Minions, and now we have Bowser's Inside Story. It's very soon, and it was too, like, I want... It's even too soon from the original release of Bowser's Inside well, Story, which came out like DSI days. Well, I do want to argue that point because that game isn't coming out until 2019. Uh, okay, yes. So, I mean, we're going to have, you know, at least a two-year gap uh, okay, between Superstar Saga and this one. It is weird, though, that they announced a 2019 game in March. Yeah, true. Uh, but, hey, you know, I'm excited about that game, and yeah. it, it's it's another chance to play my 3DS, you know, sure. well into the life of my Nintendo Switch, because by that point, yeah. the Nintendo Switch will be two. Yeah, uh, exactly. Hmm. Moving on, like I said, guys, we're going to try to quick fire this. Uh, Detective Pikachu, uh, we got some more information. We got the, you know, obviously we knew it was coming out uh, on March 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see the Amiibo. We got to see uh, what the game looks like. Uh, I, I thought they did a really awesome job. So that game looks more and more interesting the more I see it. Uh, I was a little skeptical about it, you know, mm-hmm. the, when it was first announced uh, back, I guess, 20, 
I guess 2016 is when that game lost in Japan. Uh, but the more I see it, the more interested I am. Although mm-hmm. that interest has not transferred into me wanting to see the Detective Pikachu movie that's being made by Lionsgate. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, thoughts on Detective Pikachu? I mean, we've talked about this on the show before. I don't think there's really much to talk about still. Although I found two things quite amusing. Um, the quick attack scene was quite amusing. And yes. we saw a scene with the Glalie. We learned about the story where Pokemon had been like going berserk and they had red eyes. And we saw a Glalie. And, it, and the Glalie was infected with whatever the red eyes were. But it looked just like a shiny Glalie because of that shiny Glalie spread. It's just red eyes. So I thought that was interesting. But... Other than that, I mean, we've talked about it before. I think there wasn't really much new. Like, I think we got a release date and then some more footage. I think this was the first we saw of, like, an English dubbed scenes. But Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the first time we've seen it in English uh, outside of the, uh, I guess, that trailer that came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It was really more of a reiteration of that trailer. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys aren't interested, 100% understand this is a weirder Pokemon game, to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, anyhow, moving along. We're going to move into the Nintendo Switch because that's where the real meat of this yeah. Nintendo Direct was. Uh, mm-hmm. The first game they talked about, which is uh, was Kirby Star Allies. Yes. Uh, they showed us a uh, update pack that's going to be coming out for that with mm-hmm. a bunch of like the new characters. So we're going to see Rick, uh, Kine, uh, Ku, Gooey, Marks, from, all from previous Kirby games. Mm-hmm. So that looks fun. Uh, really happy that this game is going to be supported post-launch. Uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo's gotten really good at supporting their games post-launch. It's become a major thing that they've been doing. Uh, started with Splatoon, the yeah. original Splatoon on the Wii U. Uh, extended to Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, uh, recently Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and they've been continuing this trend. Uh, this is a good place for Nintendo. A lot of these free updates, you know, they they really do add a lot of depth to you know these these games. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially with a game like Kirby, which, even though I'm excited about it, I think might be low on overall content to see them mm-hmm. adding characters to the game after the fact, I think will ultimately make that a better game. I think so, I, too. I think it's very surprising to see it in Kirby game. I think you know, the heavy hitters like Smash Bros, um, Splatoon, where it started, Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart, I think those are where we would normally expect to see these. I think those are also the games where they fit the most. I think, like, you know, obviously add quests, challenges, new items to Zelda, obviously new characters to game like Smash Brothers, new carts, tracks, everything. Like, Mario Kart's such a perfect fit. You look at a game like Kirby, like, what can you really add, like, post-launch? It's never traditionally been that kind of game. Um, It's never... Post-content doesn't necessarily find its way into games like this either. And so I'm really excited to see that this is happening just because it's unexpected, but it's a nice, pleasant surprise. 100% agree. All right, moving on. PS2 Classic gets announced for the Nintendo Switch. Okami HD, one of the greatest games of all time, uh, recently got a uh, HD remake Mm -hmm. for all the other consoles, Mm -hmm. and it's made its way to the Nintendo Switch. Awesome news. I cannot wait to replay Okami. I haven't played it since the original uh, PS2 launch. It's going to be really interesting to see this game in high definition and play it on the go. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that has me excited. Okami is one of those games that I always had trouble putting down. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I can take that game, play it on the go. I think that is a fantastic uh, addition 
to the Nintendo Switch library. I feel bad though because my brother just recently bought this for his PS4 mm. and beat it. And he's the type of guy who would honestly rather play, you know, he he mostly because he's got kids and whatnot, he mostly mm-hmm. plays handheld games. Um, um he prefers to play his Switch handheld. He never docks his Switch. Uh yeah. And if this game had come out for the Switch, I know he would have bought it mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Switch. And now it's here. A little bit of a wait, but it's here now. Awesome news mm-hmm. uh, from Capcom. Any thoughts? I Okami's been one of those games that's been on my radar for a long time. I've never gotten it. It's always looked beautiful. And I think one of the main reasons why I've never really gotten it is kind of dumb. It's just like there's never really been a good control scheme for it. It's, never, it's like always suffered a bit from the hardware that it's on. Like the PlayStation 2 version, people complain about like the PlayStation joysticks aren't good for doing the brush, like freeze time you paint. And then obviously the Wii was an improvement, but you know, the Wii was iffy without Wii Motion Plus. You know, you had sensor issues and not very accurate motion controls. Um, then there was um, Okami Den, which I kind of hope that we see Okami Den come just because I know nothing about Okami Den, but Shibistru, or whatever his name is, the puppy version of Amaterasu, is absolutely adorable, and I would love to see him in HD. Um, but um, now we have touchscreen support in portable mode, and we have proper motion control support with the Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons are very accurate in their motion controls, a big step up from the Wii's hardware, so that should make this very, very helpful, or, or better, which, plus, as we've said before, you know, it's HD now, it's portable now, and it's at a time where I really have an interest in these kinds of games. So it's definitely going to be on my pickup list, especially since it's been on my radar for years and years. So I'm very excited about this. Ultimately, what I'm hoping for is that this announcement uh, is, I hope this game does well enough that uh, Capcom sees, you know, sees enough as a successful return that mm-hmm. we get a beautiful Joe uh, remake in HD because, uh, think that's what we all really want from capcom we're already getting mega man let's get beautiful joe and uh, i think okami kind of fits into that same like weird realm of mm-hmm. uh of capcom stuff that beautiful joe also taps into all right, i'll moving- agree with that but i want to actually say i feel like this is a bad move if capcom wants to test the squish out because okami's a, not a new game it's a game that's been remade a couple times. It's been re-released recently on HD for the consoles you mentioned. And so it's been what the P- original PlayStation Two release, the Wii release, a sequel on DS, and then the the all other console, consoles just got an extra remake. I feel like this will probably be the version that either sells the most, be simply because it's on the Switch, or doesn't sell because it's an older game that's been around for a while and it just got a release on the other systems. So I think it probably won't be a good way to judge sales. Well, this is this leads into the larger point that Capcom's commitment to Nintendo to the Nintendo Switch has been mm-hmm. tepid. Uh, the one game we got uh, from them was uh, Ultra Street Fighter Two, mm-hmm. which I love that game. I, it is the best version of Street Fighter Two. I don't care if anybody says it's broken. It's my favorite version of Street Fighter Two uh, because of you know the overall speed and you know the character roster is fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then later on this year, we're going to be getting the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, which, again, has Street Fighter 2 on it, but Street Fighter Third Strike. Basically, all the major entries in the Street Fighter mm-hmm. franchise other than 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Um, so their their commitment to the Nintendo Switch has been tepid. What they want to do is they want to keep releasing you know, older games, but at the same time, 
the biggest game Capcom has had in years is Red Resident Evil 7, uh, mm -hmm. which was kind of a return to form for them. Uh, outside of that, we haven't got a lot of new, but we are getting Mega Man 11 mm -hmm. uh, later this year as well. So, I mean, hopefully Capcom sees the value in the Nintendo Switch because other companies are. Like, you know, we're seeing it with Square. We're going to talk about that mm -hmm. in just a moment. Uh, and we're seeing it with other developers like Bethesda, Ubisoft. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about them in a little bit as well. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what Capcom ultimately decides to do. Yes. Uh, moving on, the next title was uh, Sushi Striker. Now, mm -hmm. I I don't know what to say. Think about this game. It's it's a puzzle game. Um, mm -hmm. It's like a competitive puzzle game. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a game that I'm going to pick up. Like, I'm, I'm interested in it, though. I, mm -hmm. I will say that I am interested, like, I like the whole like sushi on a conveyor belt, you know, throwing the plates mm -hmm. at your opponent. I uh, I love multiplayer games, and the fact that this mm -hmm. game does offer like a competitive, uh, you know, option to go online and you know play with you know in the same room as your friends. Mm -hmm. I like games like that. You know, those are the the best type of games. Any kind of game, party game that I can just whip out and play with my friends is a win for me. Uh, so I'm interested, but I don't really have any major thoughts on this game i know a lot of people who have played it say it's brilliant though thoughts? um so i'm probably gonna be forced into getting this game just because my friends one of them specifically is a absolute beast when it comes to puzzle games especially falling block puzzle games like puyo puyo and tetris he's actually the second best player in my state in puyo puyo tetris right now um yeah i know so he's an important dude to the flying puzzle block uh puzzle game whatever universe and he's very <laughs> excited for this game and so he's going to force me to play it whether i like it or not so he may as well just get it to save him the trouble um but it does look interesting to me as well um i i feel like it's cool that seeing the simultaneous release on 3ds and um switch because it was only really announced to 3ds up until this point it kind of went quiet in terms of news um, but yeah, I got announced at E3 last year for the I 3DS. So. Yeah, like in Nintendo Treehouse, where they announced like Metroid Prime, where like, or not Prime, but um, Samus Returns. Yeah, I feel like this is the game where it's like, okay, Samus Returns, and they just brushed over it because it was sushi. Who cares? And it's like that's the game everyone sort of forgot from E3 because it wasn't in the main direct like presentation, and it wasn't like a big title like Samus. Honestly, um, I forgot it was a 3DS title until until you uh. Until you just reminded me, I, when they showed it off for the Switch, I didn't think anything of it other than the fact that okay, it's, like we knew this game was coming, but I, mm -hmm. you're right, this was announced as a 3DS game. So yeah, I was I was kind of worried that first, like oh no, is that like did they can the 3DS version? So my friend was going to be upset if they did. Um, but no, it's a simultaneous release. They're releasing both the 3DS and the Switch versions at the same time, the same day. They also have a demo coming out um soon. Um, which will be interesting. Yeah, I might check that, that out yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, 10 days before the game uh, actually mm -hmm. launches. So uh, 14 days, actually. Uh, yes. So I'm actually I'm excited about that because I think that's that's a good thing because, like I said, I, I'm on the fence on it, but like I, mm -hmm. I'm piqued by it. So it's going to be interesting to play the demo. The mm -hmm. next game uh, on the list already had a demo, and uh, it looks like uh, the developer took into account the survey results uh, that they had put out for this game. Octopath Traveler. God, every time I see this mm -hmm. game, like I get a little bit more teary-eyed, man. This game. Mm -hmm. First off, the demo was mm -hmm. phenomenal. I love. I loved it. I've mm -hmm. I've played that demo so many times with both characters, um, and this 
this version of the game, I, I noticed that they had up the graphics a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit more crisp. Not that there was anything wrong with the graphics in the demo, but mm-hmm. they do look better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two new characters, uh, Tressa the Merchant and uh, the Apothecary, Afflin. And uh, they also announced that you're going to be able to combine classes. Uh, so you can take the warrior class and mix it with the apothecary class so you have a warrior healer or you can you know take the dancer class and with mix the it merchants. with the merchant class mm-hmm. oh my god yeah it oh opens a god. whole new realm of possibilities for this already sort of like possibility driven game um yeah, which the bravely default studios behind it is sort of mastered within the bravely default series before i'm gonna yeah. say they did a great job with possibilities in those games exactly like and that's the thing is like this game is just freaking me out, man. I, I cannot mm-hmm. wait for this game. We also got a solid release date for the game. Uh, so it's going to be coming out in July, I believe July 13th. And it's going to launch mm-hmm. with a special edition. The special edition is going to come with a pop-up book of all things. And the pop-up book looked cool in the, uh, in the key art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also going to have a soundtrack and a gold coin that looks like the currency from in-game. As so- well as a map. And a map, yes, a nice detailed map. All that stuff looks amazing. I cannot wait for July thirteenth. I this is probably going to be something that I pick up mm-hmm. day one. Day one. I, yeah. I just don't see myself not getting it day one. I'm I'm pre-ordering the collector's edition because I'm a sucker for art books for video games, but I'm also a big sucker of pop-up books. So I have to pre-order it at this point. <laughs> I love the demo, so I know it's going to be good. Um, I love the previous version, Bravely Default, Bravely Second, so I'm I'm really excited. Um, but I also want to mention that it's it before it was an Octopath Traveler. It was Octopath Traveler working title, as in it wasn't going to get like another oh, it was title. Called Project Octopath. Yeah, Traveler. yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. So it's it's now just no longer working title. I believe it's Octopath Traveler. Well, I and think it's one of the, it's one of those things where the name. Similar to Bravely Default, that wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be its. I think title. so. I was but, thinking that when they said that, but, yeah. But as as you know, the populace like got, got hyped about it. Yeah, as they got accustomed to you know saying Project mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler, yeah, it has become nomenclature at this point. Yeah, it is. It is what the name should be. I was gonna mm-hmm. be upset if they changed the title. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it's what it's become known as. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it is the it is the perfect title. And like, imagine if the Switch had remained the NX or the GameCube had True. remained the Dolphin. Because when I was a kid, for years, when they were talking about the GameCube, it was codenamed Dolphin. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it got the name GameCube. And obviously, the revolution became the Wii and, mm-hmm. you know, it's so on and so forth. You know, most mm-hmm. of those those working titles, those project codenames, they do change. But yes. I'm glad that this one didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up on the list, a game that... I am thoroughly hyped about Soda 51's Travis Strikes Again. Cannot wait for this game. We got to see gameplay. Yes. This is exciting mm-hmm. because it is it's a little bit of everything. There's mm-hmm. a racing game. There's some I saw some side scrolling platforms. Mm-hmm. I saw some traditional No More Heroes uh play. Uh so much other cool stuff. Uh multiplayer co-op. Yes. Co-op multiplayer. That was that was it. I loved No More Heroes, but it is very much a solo experience. Experience. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So my when that when those games first came out, my brother would watch me play, or my friends would watch me play, and they'd be like, "That's a cool game," and you know, we'd have to trade the controller. Hey, you want to try it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if I say, "Hey, you want to try it?" Just gotta give them a choice set of Joy Cons. Yeah, exactly. Just mm-hmm. give them one Joy Con, and and the and the game starts. Mm-hmm. I am so thoroughly happy with with that decision for the mm-hmm. uh, multiplayer. I think cannot so too. wait for this game. It just looks like a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. in the multiplayer, somebody's going to be playing as Batman, and it's the other player is going to be uh, is going to be Travis. Touchdown! Yes. Looks really good. Uh, did we get a solid release date for Travis Strikes again? Um, I don't remember. I couldn't really remember what we all got release dates for. If I'm going to be honest, I don't no. think we did. No, they just gave us the tentative 2018. Yeah, so like yeah, coming so out this year. Yeah, this year, mm-hmm. that's great then. But this is like one of those long-awaited games, like No More Heroes. You know, when we saw the first trailer, everyone flipped out. That was, oh my god, it's happening finally. And we finally see gameplay. That first trailer had no gameplay in it, so this is a better look at what we can expect. And I'm not disappointed at all. Um, I think it's it's fun to see these other looks at it with the... Um, racing game and the size scroller platforming, but then I'm glad that we do have you know some a bit of the traditional number heroes as well. Um, I feel like that was the, the in terms of gameplay that was what was we saw least of though. I did count seconds in the trailer, but I don't think it seems yeah. a little bit suspicious that it was what we saw the least of. But I don't Honestly, mind as long as we're getting it. I, I know th- we're going to be playing what with a, a seven styles of games uh, yeah. within this, so. Mm-hmm. I would expect that the traditional No More Heroes gameplay to take a backseat. I mean, mm-hmm. Suda Fifty One did straight up say that this it's not No not More Heroes Three. 3. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's a spin-off, it's give or take. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I think we just have to take it for what it is. I mean, I think Travis so. Touchdown is back, and I think that's what's more important is that I think so. The character that we all, you know, grew to love and despise. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's despise it's, exactly. It's, Thank you. He, he's back. I mean, you can't uh-huh. really love Travis Touchdown. You you gotta no, hate but, him for what he is. Yeah, you love he's to awesome. hate him. Yeah, he's like he's a great character in the way he's made and how he is, but he's an awful person. <laughs> exactly. All right. So next up, uh, we got a better look at some uh, Dark Souls and mm-hmm. Amiibo support and a third-party Amiibo. Uh, not a whole lot of third-party uh, Amiibos. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we've had Shovel, Shovel Knight and the uh, the Dragon. No, Monster the Monster Hunter, Hunter Monster mm-hmm. Hunter Amiibo, yeah. which never came to the states despite it that did. game getting it an didn't come out release. to the states. I think the I game came it out did. to the states, but the Amiibo. No, I, I think the Amiibo did. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was like super, like under the radar, though. Uh, let me get back I, check it really fast. I have the Amiibo, but I had to import them. But I'm, I'm double checking this really fast. You want to keep talking about Dark Souls while I'm fact-checking? Go yeah, ahead, again, I've never really played Dark Souls uh, because I've heard it's really alienating to uh, you know, to people like me who suck at video games despite loving them as much as I do. Uh, but the Amiibo looked pretty good, though. I actually liked the pose, uh, the praising the sun pose, as they called it. It looked pretty interesting. Uh, again, we got a better look at it. I don't... The graphics that we saw in the trailer didn't look like a major step down. I mean, I know it is technically a game from the previous console generation, but mm-hmm. it didn't really, you know, it doesn't really hurt to see this game on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good get. It's a perfect uh, game for, you know, perfect mature title for the Nintendo Switch library. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're getting more of those. I, so, so fact check says that um it did come out in the West. 
Um, the Amiibo did come out in the West. But um, I'm once again, we knew Dark Souls was coming. We knew what to expect. Um, and I'm happy it's here. I don't think I'll be playing it too much. But I might check out... There's going to be like a test thing that's happening. Like a test punch, but test souls. Um, yeah. And so we're. I'll probably check that out at the very least. Um, but there yeah, is exactly. a thing that we can check out. Um, if you're not familiar with the series or whatever. Um, and I probably will check that out as well. Um, but the Amiibo, um, the functionality, is that all it does is the... the the pose of solar I'm, so, I'm so and that's I'm, I'm certain that's not the only thing it does but uh i would I really hope the, not i think that's the only thing they want to show us for now i mean because anytime they make any announcement about amiibo we start to hear about amiibo are just loot boxes in figure form so mm-hmm. i think maybe they want to keep the functionality close to the vest for mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. uh, i am a little i am excited about the uh the network test that is what they officially mm-hmm. called it um on the sole basis that I've, like I said, I've never played Dark Souls, so uh, it's going to be a chance to see what the game is all about for me. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Mario Tennis Aces, uh, mm-hmm. which we saw in the direct mini, got yes. an extensive amount of coverage in this trailer. We got to see so much stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So there were some new characters that we saw. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that got me most excited in the Chain trailer Chomp? was Chain Chomp. Yes. yes. Chain Chomp yes. is one of my all-time favorite Mario baddies to the point where mm-hmm. I bought three of those lamps from a Think Geek. <laughs> three, guys. I bought mm-hmm. three of those lamps. Check out the unboxing just went up this week. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought that was amazing. I was like, mm-hmm. you can play tennis as a Chain Chomp. And he's holding the racket in his teeth. Like, That's yeah. fantastic. That is fantastic. Uh, and also- I love to change shopping games that are like the sports games and cart games because he doesn't even make appearances there too often. We saw him in Double no. Dash, and I fell in love with him in Double Dash as an item. He was one of the but best items. I played yeah, yeah. at the babies just mm-hmm. because that was their special. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. played as the babies since Double Dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, we got to see like a bunch of the you know the types of shots. So we have the mm-hmm. zone shot, which basically slows time down for the person who's doing the zone shot, and it allows them to yeah yeah they pretty much get to aim and pick where the shot goes. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about it is is that you can either go for the guaranteed point, or you can choose to knock out your opponent by aiming it at them. And breaking their racket. And if the opponent runs out of rackets, they're knocked out and the match instantly ends. That was a cool thing. But it's not that OP because there is the uh, the zone speed, which basically allows the opponent to slow down time so that they can move across the field in order to potentially block the shot. And if the, they successfully block the shot, their racket will not break. Um, and that's going to add a whole new layer uh, to the game as a whole. And when I was seeing this, I was like, oh my God, Camelot, the company that ran Mario Tennis into the ground, unbroke what they broke. Like they fixed it. They made... Mario Tennis interesting again. This was something that I was like, wow, I'm I'm legitimately excited about that. And it wasn't just the zone shots. We got to see uh, the special shot and uh, mm-hmm. trick shots as well. Yes. All that stuff 
is cool. And these aren't things that you can just pull out of your butt willy nilly. Mm -hmm. You have to build. Uh, you have to charge these these moves. So yeah. all of that really enhances the game. Of course, we they didn't show us very much of the story mode. We pretty much got to see like the same footage from the yeah. original trailer that we saw initially. With the um, plant fights and the booze and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean the. As far as the characters that we got to see that we didn't see in the last trailer, we got to see Rosalina, Toadette, Bowser Jr., Boo, and of course Chain Chomp, as we said. So mm -hmm. this game is starting to starting to get really interesting. I'm really mm -hmm. hoping for Pauline to make an appearance, because uh, uh, yeah, I would love to see how they deck out Pauline in her tennis gear, mm -hmm. and plus I think that would make her one of the taller playable characters uh, with a with a humanoid form at least. Yeah. All right. Next up is a game that I consider one of the best titles on the Wii U. Mm -hmm. Captain Toad, Treasure Checker. Update with an with oh my god, okay. Let's start again. Next up is a game that I am so thoroughly excited about. One of the best games on the Wii U is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. And it's not just a complete remake. This is an updated version. That's going to include new locations such as New Donk City from Super Mario Odyssey. And it, yeah, it doesn't look as good as the new Donk we saw in Mario Odyssey, but it looks really good and it looks fantastic. And I loved Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. And then they hit us up with the surprise that is not just a Switch exclusive port. They're making it for the Nintendo 3DS. So if you haven't upgraded to the Nintendo Switch, you can play Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the 3DS. And I think... This is the best announcement they made in the whole Direct. Now, I know it's not legitimately the best announcement, but it is one of the best because this is how you support the 3DS. This mm -hmm. is how you do it. You take the games that you can port from the Wii U and you move them to the 3DS. Yes, the game's going to take a hit in resolution, but I honestly think the 3DS is a better format for Captain Toad than the Nintendo Switches. There were some tablet things... Uh, on the Wii U version, uh, spe specifically the minecart levels, where you needed that second screen to really get a, a zoom in on what you were aiming at. The mm -hmm. Switch, the problem with the Switch is you cannot do that. The Switch it's is a one screen, exactly, one screen experience. The 3DS will have the opportunity to allow you to have that second screen the way you had it on the, on the Wii U. So I honestly mm -hmm. think this port will translate better on the uh, the 3DS than it will on the Switch. Although I will be picking up, I actually might pick up both versions of this game just to compare and contrast. Uh, I would love to place it side by side and just see the differences. And they added multiplayer functionality on the Switch version, which is nice. I mean, it's very limiting uh, functionality. It's pretty much going to function this like Cappy mode or Luma mode in mm -hmm. Mario Odyssey and Galaxy respectively. Uh, but Hey, that was a game that I did play with my fiance. She would help me figure out how to solve the puzzles in Captain Toad. And again, I'm so excited because I really did love that game. It was an underrated game on the Wii U, but it was one of the best games. It was one of the most creative games, and it was a way to extend the Mario franchise by allowing a secondary character such as Toad to shine. I so so I missed out on it on the Wii U. It was one of the games like I always meant to pick up, never did. I think this will be my time to play it. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I know I heard great things. I heard it was very creative. I think it was sort of like, um, you mentioned how your fiance would help you f- figure things out. You know, um, one of those more social gaming aspects. I think they mentioned, tried to do that a lot with the WarioWare, um, on, on Wii U, um, game and Wario where, you know, it's a lot of the games are single player games, but you would need assistance for people around you. Like saying like, Oh, mom's going to come like prepare. And so I feel like, it's got one of those vibes to it, but it's more like instead of micro games, it's a whole game. And I like that idea as well. Um, I think it is great that it's coming to 3DS. I, but I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned how there are like some games that are more suited to, to the 3DS and that if they can work on the 3DS, they should. And I want to bring up, why didn't Tropical Freeze get, you know, a simultaneous release then? Because that's, well, that's one of the ones I feel like so we got Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D on the 3DS. And I thought it felt better there than it did on the Wii um, for the original. Well, and I think the controller helped. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm not sure how I feel about Freeze. I like the idea of it on a TV. I'm not sure how I feel about the idea with the Joy-Cons, though. I mean, I like Joy-Cons for a lot of games. This feels kind of weird to me to think about. Even the Pro Controller feels better, but not perfect as the 3DS experience after coming off of 3D, though. I don't know. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. I am excited mm-hmm. about that. I'm glad they didn't spend a lot of any time on Donkey Kong because we got yeah. a solid release date information. Yeah. But, yeah, it that is true. I'm, it is surprising. We have had Donkey Kong on the 3DS before. It's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting that they chose to not carry it over. I uh, think it's because the Switch is also portable, but, I mean, I don't know. Because yeah. same argument we made about t- t- Captain Toad, but I don't know. All right, it's true. All right, next up we have Undertale. Never played this game. Uh, have no. All I know is that it's an RPG, uh, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where my knowledge ends. So I'm certain Undertale fans are having their own little party right now that they're going to be able to play Undertale on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a great addition for the Switch. I think it's a great thing for Undertale fans as well. Um, I think. This is sort of where we got um, a couple other big sort of titles we didn't think were coming. I think that's the next one else. Um, and okay, so this yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, just, let's just segue. Let's just segue because of what you just said. Not only did I not expect this game on the Switch, I never expected this game on a Nintendo console ever. I well, never thought okay. I'd see this game on anything other than a this PlayStation. This game or this franchise? Because the franchise has been on Nintendo consoles before. It's been on the DS and the Game Boy. So I have to, I really have to be able to, you know, we got what? It was um, Crash, Crash Purple from the Crash Spyro games. And we got um, like a couple DS entries. They weren't good. Um, I played no, okay. the second when one I of the say, games, but. I, I never thought we'd see a main entry into okay. the franchise on a Nintendo system, period. Crash Bandicoot, the insane trilogy is being ported and it's coming out on July 10th. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. It looks mm-hmm. good on the Nintendo Switch. I'm hoping what we saw was Nintendo Switch footage and mm-hmm. not footage from like the PS4. But man, this really stole a lot of thunder from Sony in my opinion. It really mm-hmm. like I mean they made a big deal about this at mm-hmm. their E3 last year. I mean yeah. this was like this was a focus for them at yeah. E3. Like Crash is coming back. And I was excited. I didn't pick it up, but you know cuz when it comes to my PlayStation I tend to wait for the games to get price reductions before mm-hmm. I pick them up. Agreed. Uh, just because I don't play my PS4 all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, you know, I was waiting for this one, to, you know, to kind of, you know, marinate for a while before I decided it would be time yeah. to, you know, dive into that purchase. Uh, because my girl is a huge Crash fan; she loves Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot. So it's actually pretty cool to see Crash uh, come on the Nintendo Switch, and now I don't have a problem with picking it up uh, and paying the full price tag for it, and it looks great. But like I said, when I was doing my live reaction for this, the words coming out of my my mouth were like, "Oh, Sony." Oh, Sony, because like I said, they made a big deal about it, and now mm-hmm. it's making its way to a Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it will be welcome on the Nintendo Switch. And uh, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I might just start waiting for games to see if a Switch port comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is the perfect game to grab and play on the go. Like, mm-hmm. I can't think of a better game, you know, to port to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so, super excited about that. Uh, I guess... I... Hey, uh, there was never... So, this was, like, talked about a couple months, or maybe just a month before this Direct, where Crash would come to the Switch. It was never, I don't think, officially confirmed by Activision, Um, but it was, like, talked about by them and said, like, probably whatever, I don't know. I didn't really follow it too much, but this was like a thing that people said, like, oh, yeah, this is happening. It's got to happen. Like, Activision's... And there's never been any reason why Crash could not have come to a Nintendo system. Um, they uh, they got bought... Crash got bought by Activision a long time ago, and Activision just need to follow, you know, Sony's... Like, they don't need to follow with Sony's specific IP. And so this could have been happening a long time ago, just they haven't gotten a main Crash entry for a while. <laughs> I think um, I think what it comes down to is like sort of a stigma. Uh, it would mm-hmm. be like Crash is so tied to, to PlayStation. PlayStation. I think so. Yeah, and, and the Sony brand uh, that it's it's almost blasphemous to see him anywhere else. It'd be like seeing mm-hmm. Mario on Xbox. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of why Sony's thunder is being stolen too now. Exactly. All mm-hmm. right, but next up on the list, uh, Little Nightmares. I've never heard of this franchise, but man, did that gameplay! look good the music that they had in the trailer if that's in-game music that game is really exciting to me i i'm on board with that game i am Mm -hmm. on board with that game i don't know much about it but uh what we saw in the direct got me hype i am probably going to be picking that up again that's that looks like a day one purchase for me when it drops on the nintendo switch so i've watched my friends play it um they really liked it i liked watching them um in case you don't know much about it, it's sort of similar to like a puzzle platformer, but like of course sort of like limbo, those kinds of games. Um, but it was a really cool experience to to see. Um, I heard great things from other people as well. It's um I believe my friends got the collector's edition, um, which was super cool to see as well. It came like an action figure, a couple of like soundtrack, I think. Um, which you're right, it has a great soundtrack. Um, so I am I'm looking forward to this as well. I think this is one of those things where it's like not the biggest title in the world, but it's a great title from like a smaller studio. I'm happy you have it on the Switch. All right. Next up, South Park the Fractured But Whole. I did not expect no game. No. no first off, I, I am I wasn't gonna pick this game up. Not mm-hmm. like I'm I'm not that big of a South Park fan. Yeah. I used to be. I used to be, but after the South Park movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was nowhere left for South Park to go. They had done everything in that movie. And I think I, – I, I know the show has been consistently good, but mm-hmm. I don't think it ever reached the stratosphere that it reached when they did that movie. And, like, everything felt stale. Like, now it's mm-hmm. 
really just more mock you, you know, it's, it's really more mockery than it is its own thing. It used to be more yeah. self-contained and mm-hmm. now it's, and now it's a, it parody. Used, it's parody. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's parody. What they do is they parody real life and yeah. that, it, that works for the show. But mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it, it's not something that I really got into into the you know as the show yeah. continued after that movie but the fact that they're releasing this game for the Nintendo Switch that makes me want it and it's you so South Park the Fractured But Whole uses the Snowdrop engine mm-hmm. which is Ubisoft's proprietary engine and we've seen that engine before in Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle so mm-hmm. we knew that the Switch could handle the South engine. Park mm-hmm. exactly the engine already worked so it must have been a really easy port for you know Ubisoft mm-hmm. because it's like they've used that engine before. Yeah. And Mario Plus Rabbids is a beautiful game. Like not for nothing, mm-hmm. it does look good. It doesn't look as good as Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. uh, as far as what they did with the Mario character design, but yeah, it stands out. It stands mm-hmm. out, and it looks as good as like a game like Mario 3D World or or even Mario Tennis Aces. It looks as good as Mario Tennis Aces does. So the Snowdrop engine is a pretty powerful engine that can that the Switch can obviously handle. So mm-hmm. happy to see this game. Uh, I'm a huge fan of RPGs, and that's ultimately what the South Park games are. So mm-hmm. let's get it. I, I'm i not a fan of South Park, but I have nothing against South Park. I just never really got into it. But I will pick it up because I know it's a very solid RPG from what everyone's been saying. So I'll play it for the RPG. I don't think I'll hate it because it's South Park or anything. I think that's fine. Um, I'm... I'm glad it's coming to the Switch. I'm glad that something more adult-y, because, you know, it's not a kid's show. South Park is not a kid's show. Um, And Nintendo has been branded as, you know, family-friendly for a while. So to see this come is always a a big, like, welcome experience as adult gamers. Um, Seeing things like Bayonetta, um, No More Heroes, um, Skyrim, Doom, stuff like that is fine. And we have, like, things like South Park now. This is where things start to get interesting, and if Nintendo could pull more of this stuff, that would be great. Um, I do know that some of the other releases of this game, I think only as a pre-order, came with the first game, a port of the first game as well, and I'd hope we'd see something similar for the Switch, but I don't know if they could port all that. You made it sound like, and I'm sure it is an easier porting process, but I don't know. Well, so, I mean, the first South Park game did not use the Snowdrop engine. I think. Uh, oh, yeah, I think you're right, actually. So, I don't. I think I it was actually ports. that was that was. I think that's one of the last games that they used Unreal Engine for. Um, okay. Before Ubisoft said, "Hey, we're tired of paying for Unreal," okay. but the uh, I guess the uh, licensing fee for the Unreal Engine is starting to get higher and higher. And yeah. uh, Ubisoft has proven themselves to be capable of developing. Man, and I used to be an Ubisoft hater. I because every time I think of Ubisoft, I don't think of like I think you know I didn't think of the Tom Clancy games. I would think about them running you know, Assassin's Creed into the ground and them running Prince of Persia into the ground. Mm-hmm. And I think about Just Dance and I'm like, Ubisoft doesn't make good games. And like, no, man, I'm wrong. Like, I I, I will say it here on the show. I am publicly wrong. I was publicly wrong. Ubisoft makes good games. And uh, their commitment to Nintendo and the Switch has been mm-hmm. really, really welcome. Like, this... this completely the opposite of Capcom and EA. Yeah. I, I've never thought Ubisoft was a bad studio. I have thought they have had their hit or miss things such as running Assassin's Creed into the ground, 
um, what even happened to Prince of Persia at this point, stuff like that. Um, but I've I've been a big fan of the Rayman games that they've been releasing. Um, they do a lot of great work with. Um, I actually haven't played the Tom Clancy's, but um, they ha- they do a lot of great games. And even Just Dance, you know, it's not my cup of tea. You know, I was gonna play it on the on my Let's Plays, but it's not really my cup of tea. I'm still. Um, but they're games that people still enjoy, and I have to respect that. It has their audience. There's a reason why it started like the early 2000s and is now here in 2018 and still selling, um, more or less. Um, and so Ubisoft is a good game, or like 50-50. I didn't, I didn't mean good game, but they, they're 50-50. They make good games. They make bad games. They make poor decisions. But the one thing I have to respect is that they always, even not if, even if not 100%, they do support Nintendo. Um, when the Wii was sort of faltering, they did sort of say, okay, we're going to still support you, but we're going to have to, like, release this game on other systems as well so we don't, like, lose money, which was fine. But, like, as long... Because they've always stuck by Nintendo, and that's what I have to respect about them. Exactly. All right, next up, Hyrule Warriors got its official launch date. It will be launching on May 18th. Uh, and this is... I, I know they're not calling it uh, Deluxe... They're calling it something a definitive edition. Hyrule mm-hmm. Warriors definitive edition. Uh, uh, it's coming out in May. May looks like it's going to be a slow month. It's probably mm-hmm. a pickup. Um, I I'm not such a huge fan of uh, Musou games, but uh, I mean I, I used to be. I used to be. So it might be fun to get back into one. And Hyrule Warriors looks like a good one. Uh, Although it just seems like really close to a Fire Emblem Warriors, like really, really close. That game only came out in October, and now we're getting another one in May. I mean, I know that uh, I know that uh, Bandai Namco wants to recoup as much money as they can. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. Any thoughts on it? I mean, so I it's a purchase for me because I'm a big fan. I loved the Wii U version. I loved the 3DS version. Um, but it's not a day one purchase from this time. The first two were, I think it's, you know, I've had my fair share of Hyrule Wars for a bit. I definitely want to pick it up, but I also maybe want to finish Fire Emblem Warriors first as well. I think no matter when I want to buy it, I can't buy it until I finish Fire Emblem Warriors. And then it's also not a day one purchase for me. That's sort of how I'm going to approach it. But I am glad to see it coming um, with all the content from both games. Agreed. All right, next up, uh, ARMS mm-hmm. uh, is having its own U.S. and Canada online open tournament, uh, and that's going to be happening today, and it will go to, I believe, mm-hmm. I think, what did they say, the uh, the 18th or something like that? I think, yeah. It's not like Something like 10 days. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. It's a reason mm-hmm. to get back into ARMS, and they'll be yes. doing that through the ranked modes, and the, you know, the best players will be entered into a larger uh, tournament that will be streamed online, which is mm-hmm. just very cool. Uh, hopefully this means like somebody will win like a chance to go to E3, like with their other, you know, open format tournaments. Very cool mm-hmm. way to support arms, you know, mm-hmm. a year later. I think, I think it's a yes. good idea. I'll definitely be participating. That mm-hmm. I will as well. Mm-hmm. I, one thing I'm not sure how I feel about this whole online tournament structure um, honestly, it kind of always seemed iffy for me in terms of tournaments, online formats, especially these massive ones like this, where it's just, you play ranked mode with everyone else who's going to be online at the time, and you have to fight for this against, like, a gazillion other people. And I'm not sure how I felt about that. 
but I do know that Nintendo has been wanting to to sort of find its place in esports. Um, and, and they mentioned they mentioned that they showcased some of this in the original like NX Switch reveal from when they gave it the official dub. Like you know, we saw people taking a Splatoon tournament like like esports, and that was cool. And they kind of like, yeah, we'd love to do some more esportsy stuff in the future with our titles because we have potential. Um, and so I'm glad that we're seeing something, at least it's some support for that sort of esport feel, as well as its arm support as well. Um, so I'm really happy about all of that. Um, exactly. Top eight, I believe, is getting um, like some exclusive artwork, which I want. I don't think I'll get into <laughs> top eight, but I really, really want that artwork. I know, um, I know, I'm saying, but uh, well, as long as we're in the competitive games, we might as well just move into Splatoon two. Yes. So Splatoon two, man, did they announce a lot for Splatoon oh, two? Oh, I guess yes. we'll start with. Version 3.0, which will be coming out in late April. The update will see a hundred pieces of new, a hundred plus pieces of new gear and some new stages or some returning stages, actually. So Piranha Pit and Camp Triggerfish are coming back uh, from the original Splatoon and a new stage. Uh, I, I saw the name and it's escaping oh, me right now. It's like Wahoo Park or something like that. Yeah, or Wahoo Land which or is, something. Yeah, which is kind of like a huge, like, hey, Mario, Wahoo! It's well, it's like, also a Splatoon thing. Like, um, this, the evening say something similar. Um, like, they, they make a Wumi. noise like that. Is they that? Wumi. Well, there's something else. That, I don't know. I thought it was a Splatoon thing, too, though. Like, I don't know the sound effects by heart, but I know that, like, Wahoo! I don't know. I thought when that, like, they announced the name, that sort of. They say booyah, head. booyah is what Maybe they say. Maybe it was the booyah. Maybe it was the booyah. I don't know. Aside from the mm. the new stages and the returning stages, we got we're getting a new rank, rank X, which is superior yeah. to S plus. Uh-huh. Imagine the players who are going to be ranked X. Uh, here we go. I, hey, mm-hmm. I'm I'm A rank in all of my uh, ranks right now, but yeah, I don't play well. that much rank mode. I either mm-hmm. play league or I play. Uh, Salmon run, but I don't play a lot of individual rank mode. So, yeah. but it's cool. It's cool for the players who are dedicated mm-hmm. to that. Uh, aside from that, uh, Cali will appear in Octo Octo Canyon if you meet certain conditions. Uh, they didn't describe what those conditions were. Uh, I don't know if that means you have to be uh, rank X to unlock her, but mm-hmm. she will be in you know the Octo Canyon Plaza. And uh, next up, uh. I think the most in uh, important announcement for Splatoon yeah. uh-huh. was the Splatoon Octo expansion, which mm-hmm. is looking to be pretty hefty. So yeah. it's an addi- additional story content where you mm-hmm. play as Agent 8, who is an Octoling. Yes. Which, right off the bat, I think you know the developers of Splatoon have heard the cries for people wanting to play as the Octoling. And... Uh, that also means that you'll be able to play as an Octoling online mm-hmm. in online yes. competitive modes, I which think... has a lot of people hype. I talked to mm-hmm. Mario after party right before uh, we started recording. I was on the phone with him. He is so thoroughly excited that he's already made the pre-purchase. Mm-hmm. He's already pre-purchased. Yeah, his, I'm pre-purchasing uh, it after Octo this episode. I'm pre-purchasing this Octopath Collector's Edition right after we finish up here. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, there is just so much. And that was something that just had me flipped out. I was like, oh, my God, yo. Every time. Mm -hmm. So 
for a while now, I've been saying that I don't enjoy Splatoon 2 as much as I enjoy Splatoon 1, but they keep adding things to the game, and I'm like, okay, I am really starting to like Splatoon 1 a lot less, and I'm starting mm-hmm. to love Splatoon 2. And, and that's the mm-hmm. thing, and this is something that a lot of people have to stop, they have to shut up about now. Uh, mm-hmm. For the longest time, a lot of people have made the claim that Splatoon 2 is not really true a sequel. sequel. Yeah. It's not a real sequel. It started off just a little bit better than one and has come to well surpass everything with the updates. And I was telling everyone that when they're making their reviews, like, you got to hold off like or like, come back later when the game has at least half of the content from the two-year cycle of content. You know, because, you know, at, the first one launched as almost nothing but was still a hit. But then by the end of that life cycle, it was a completely different game. Exactly. And you knew that was going to happen with this game as well. And and even touching on, that's all been free content up until now. You know, this this expansion, the Octo expansion is 19.99, And I feel like some people are going to be a little upset. Like all the content in Splatoon has been free so far um, until this. But I'm going to argue that this doesn't affect multiplayer too much. You get Octolings and some outfits. Well, not just that, but I mean, look how expensive this is a pretty big It's DLC. worth it. Yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of content, a lot of hard work put in from the developers. I think it deserves the price tag that it gets. As exactly. well as it doesn't it finds a sweet spot where it doesn't take away from the online portion, which is the main chunk of the game. Exactly. And I also think that this DLC expansion is a lot heftier and a lot better than mm-hmm. the DLC that we saw for Breath of the Wild, which carried the mm-hmm. same price tag. Uh, I think so. We're getting we're we're getting a true story content. Let's mm-hmm. now let's talk about Breath of the Wild's DLC. It wasn't truly story content, uh, like we had initially been told that it was. Mm-hmm. It's extra game. That much is true. Yeah. It is definitely extra game. You, it is a reason to continue to play Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. But is it story content? Mm, no. Yeah. No. This is story content. This is like a whole new story, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping. At least from you know what I could infer from the you know the, the trailer footage that they showed was that this is actually at a higher difficulty point than mm-hmm. the main story. It mm-hmm. looked harder, yeah, uh, and it looks fun. It looks fun and playable and, octolings, playable mm-hmm. octolings. That's really all I have to say. And can we just like the story looks crazy and awesome and epic? How like it, the trailer made it look so just mysterious and grungy and awesome. And I loved every bit of it. Like Asian and the return of Captain Cuttlefish. Yeah. Cuttlefish seeing Cuttlefish seeing Pearl Marina and like this story, like there's all that like flashing with like, and there's a weird like um blob fish and it's, I want this so bad. It looks so cool. I want answers. I want to see it for myself and I'm in love. The only thing that was upsetting about this platoon information was that, we didn't get a solid release date for the Octo expansion. Mm-hmm. But that just keeps me more excited. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. So that's it for the Nintendo Direct. Um, there was a well, lot to talk about. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, there's, there's one more thing you say? Yeah, wait, there's one yeah, more there's thing? There's one more thing. Okay. So uh, uh, <laughs> Nintendo uh, decided that they had to show off some more Splatoon. Yeah. Uh, and this got me tripped up for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed to admit that this tripped me out a bit. And I'm going to explain why. So it starts off with a white background and mm-hmm. paint splattering. And then we yeah. see a squidling swimming through the paint. It's almost identical to the, the reveal trailer. trailer. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was almost identical think- to that initial reveal trailer. So I was like, oh, that's cool. We're getting Splatoon 1 for the 3DS. That's exactly what I said in my live I, reaction. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was another Splatoon 1 remake. Exactly. But like, that doesn't so, make sense, though. Exactly. So, she was so wait. But then as the trailer went on, I'm like, wait a minute. This is different. <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, so it starts off identical, but then as it continues, it starts to get mm-hmm. a little bit different, and then it clicked in my brain. Nope, nope. Inklings are uh-huh. going to be a smash. Inklings are smash, and then the See, screen goes dark. Right as I'm saying, no, it's going to be a smash. Trailer. Then the screen goes dark, and then the inkling girl turns around, and we see the reflection in her eyes of the smash ball, which zooms out to showcase the fighters, Mario and Link, and I'm like. Ah! And everybody's freaking out, and it's not just me. I know everybody's freaking out, and Inklings are going to be in Smash. But which version of Smash is it? I think it's Smash 4, an upgraded version, because the Link we saw and the Mario we saw didn't really reflect, you know, their current iterations. Uh, I, I think if we, if, you know, when they showed Link, he was wearing his Breath of the Wild outfit, that would have been some more confirmation to me that this is in fact like Smash Five, um, or if Mario was wearing Cappy. Again, mm-hmm. I think when Smash Five dump, does come out, uh, Mario is going to see an upgraded move set. It wouldn't be the first time Mario's had an upgraded move set in a Smash yeah. game. Obviously, he got his upgraded move set when they included Flood, Flood. after mm-hmm. after uh, after uh, Mario Sunshine Flood. came out. So, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've seen Mario get some upgrades. So mm-hmm. I think this is a Smash 4 port, but I'm uh, pretty sure this is going to be Super Smash Brothers Deluxe, and it looked awesome. This is one of the best reveal trailers for a character they've ever had because mm-hmm. they freaking psyched me out. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. When you can psych me out in a trailer, that's what I love because it mm-hmm. makes me not expect something, and it lowers my expectations. Yeah. So my freak out is much higher when I do realize what mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing. So I went from, oh, that's cool. We're getting a Splatoon 1 port for the 3DS. And then I'm like, no, no. Oh, it's going to be Smash. And then the lights, and then the eyes, and then all the characters. And I'm like, oh, yes. Finally, finally. Because you have been trolling us with other fighting game ports and not doing Smash. Thank you, Nintendo, for kicking mm-hmm. off this direct. This is it. This is one of the best directs Nintendo has had in a long mm-hmm. time just because of that trailer at the end. Thoughts? And it was thoughts. a drive-by. This was a drive-by tweet direct. We can't sleep on Nintendo's Twitter direct announcements anymore. We have to be watching for these. And oh, I, you had a very similar reaction to me. Um, I didn't have time to fully let it out because I had to like rush to get into the call for this. Um, but, but I... What trip? I had an even more shocking thing because, like, I thought, oh, Splatoon one remake, and I was that baffled me for a second. Like, why is this happening? And I was like, okay, the trailer doesn't look the same though. This trailer is definitely different, but but why is it different? Why is this a different trailer? And then it started going dark, and I'm like, because I had I had not had the realization up until like it got revealed. I was a bit slower than you, I'm gonna say, and so <laughs> so so it gets dark. I'm like, wait, what the? What is? Smash was not what was in my head at all. I was I was like, if we ever got Smash, it would be like at E3, it's not gonna be a drive-by direct and Smash Ball logo. I'm like, no, no. And and it was it was a great thing to see. 
Oh yeah, I'm man! Definitely excited. This was I a great direct. I 100% agree. This was one of the best directs. It felt mm-hmm. like the first real direct, despite in a long the fact time. That we had one in January. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it, perfect way to close out a Nintendo direct yeah. with some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and they've been doing that with Rex for a while. Like the cloud announcement did that same thing. We're just like, did the the cloud announcement psych you out like this did? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what else did? So did the bayonetta. The bayonetta. Yeah, uh, bayonetta. Yeah, Mm -hmm. especially since we knew that was the ballot one, right? And the ballot could have been anything. So yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, they psyched me out with bayonetta, and they psyched me out with cloud. Uh, I don't remember what I said, but I said I thought when they showed. Okay, I remember now when. When when they showed uh, the the trailer for for Cloud, I honestly thought we were getting an updated version of Mario Galaxy because mm-hmm. it starts you know black and then it looked like yeah. stars, which ultimately uh-huh. it turns out to be you know the uh, the Midgar stage. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god. So yeah, I mean they they've done a pretty good job of psyching me out. They also psyched me out with the trailer for Rosalina. I thought mm-hmm. that maybe we were gonna get a like certain Mario Kart. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Kirby or Mario. Yeah, Kart. it starts with Kirby, you know, you know, soaring through the sky, and then he ends up on the Mario Kart stage, and then I was like, oh, cool, Kirby air ride, and then I was like, wait, uh-huh. why is he in the Mario Kart area? And then I'm like, oh snap, Rosalina, come to Smash. Yeah, so they've psyched me out quite a few times. I think the only time mm-hmm. they didn't psych me out was uh, the the uh, Palutena reveal, and that's just mm-hmm. because it was Link fighting, yeah. you know, Pit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, this was a really good direct. I I really enjoyed it. I I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that they announced. Uh, Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy about Captain Toad. I'm, you know, the the South Park reveal, the Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. reveal. I mean, Little Nightmares. All these yeah. games. Captain Toad though was like my big one until mm-hmm. Smash. I would have been happy with just the Captain Toad, but. I mean, it went so much further than that. I mean, this was a really good direct. Like, we got to see Octopath Traveler again. We mm-hmm. got some new information about that. One of the best directs they've had in a long time. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad that I, you know, did the live reaction. I'm glad that mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i doing – I'm glad we're doing – unveiling our biweekly format with yes. the Nintendo Direct discussion. That That is the best way to, you know, to talk about uh, – uh, to start, it's the best way to launch mm-hmm. a new format for the show. Yes, I, and I, I really would agree. appreciate that. Because mm, uh, a lot of news ram into this. So, yeah. Exactly. It was a great, great way to launch. And, uh, man, what an awesome direct. All right. But uh, that's going to be our show. But before we go, we got a couple of uh, – a little bit more housekeeping. So, yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, we – of course, Brendan uh, went to the Video Game Museum. Mm-hmm. The f- interview portion of that is up on our YouTube channel, Nintendo Power Zone, uh, youtube.com slash Nintendo Power Zone. And uh, check it out. It's about a 22-minute interview, and it's, it was really good. It was a really good interview. Uh, we want to thank uh, John Hardy, the curator of the museum, one more time for taking taking the time out of his mm-hmm. schedule to, to sit down with Blues and, you know, just talk shop. Uh, mm-hmm. Aside from that, the other video will be out tomorrow, um, and that's going to be the the tour of the museum, and that came out really, really good as well, guys. You're going to really, really appreciate how awesome this museum is, and you're going to have a brand new appreciation for blues as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, But so I a little bit of housekeeping on my end as well. Um, So while, you know, just stream schedule updates in a big misfortunate update as well so while recent 
my PlayStation 4 got stolen. Our house got broken into. Um, very unfortunate. But because of that, um, I am not able to do streams for Rock or Rocksmith and Just Dance right now. Um, I didn't get a chance to start those, but now I can't start them at all, so I don't have the systems to play them on, um, which is very unfortunate. So we're going to have to do some makeshifting. I know that Bayonetta has not technically started either, um, just because I've been having some issues with getting that recorded, finding time. Like, I left for Dallas when I would have recorded, etc. Um, So it's just been iffy, but we're going to pretty much be doubling up. So the streams where I would be playing Rocks Within Just Dance, I'll either be playing the Bayonetta or the... Um, dragon quest right now as well as since we're behind on those we'll also we won't be stopping either but we will still be playing kirby's star allies on schedule as well for when that comes out and that's gonna be our three games is what we play right now is bayonetta dragon quest and kirby's star allies um so thank you for you know dealing with my my problems while streaming but we're gonna get that back on track soon um, I'll probably tweet that out um, on the official Nintendo Power Zone Twitter as well as my own Twitter. Um, my Twitter is at VKingBlues, and the um, N Power Zone is the Nintendo Power Zone Twitter. Um, the streams will be on Twitch.tv, um, the Nintendo Power Zone Twitch for um, Bayonetta, Dragon Quest will be on my channel, and Kirby will most likely be on the Nintendo Power Zone channel. So right. thank you guys for cooperating with that. All right, guys. If you want to watch this show live, you know you can catch us right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo Power Zone. If you're a fan of the podcast, you can always download new episodes on iTunes, Google Play Music, and stream them on Stitcher Radio. And guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at Nice1983. And we also have a Facebook, facebook.com slash Nintendo Power Zone. That's going to be it from us. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this brand new bi-weekly format. And uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. Stay fresh. <laughs> Here we go!